last time on Oz Hour. Okay, so Tip is out here trying to find his friends. He uh, runs into the the this woman soldier who has this whole army of women, and she's like, "We're gonna take over the city. Here we go." And so Tip's like, "Well, I'll come with you because like my friends are in there, and I want to meet up with them." And uh, goes in there, and then Tip ends up finding them and being like, "Hey, we gotta go." So they end up going, and then the scarecrow comes with them, because uh, they saw the scarecrow before. <laughs> I forgot to mention that. Anyway, um, so then they meet up with the Tin Woodsmen, and they get out of there, and they tell him like, "Hey, we lost the city. We gotta go back." And so then now they're on their way back. Hi there, and welcome to Oz Hour, the only place where you can hear everything you never knew about the wonderful and strange land of Oz. That's right. With the help of some alcohol, we will be discussing each of the 14 books in L. Frank Baum's Wizard of Oz series. Today, we will be discussing chapters 12 through 17 of book 2, The Marvelous Land of Oz. We're your hosts, Blake Stone and Wyatt Swigum. And joining us as always is our resident Oz initiate, Hannah Aguirre. Hi, Hannah. Hi. Uh, Hannah just played last time on. Um, It took her about, what was it, Wyatt? 51 seconds. 51 seconds to cover it. And uh, here's what she missed, which is really just the beginning. How Jack gets to the Emerald City with the sawhorse and has a silly conversation about language with the scarecrow. And then they go play quoits. Um, So did you win? It took you 55 seconds or something. But you know what? Have a ball. Your medal's in the mail. You won. Yay. Content was was on point. It was a cute summary. (laughs) <laughs> okay, well, don't self-describe as cute. <laughs> um, before we started recording, we went ahead and whipped up some cocktails for recording. What'd you make us tonight, Wyatt? So tonight we are drinking an HMGNTTA, which, if you're not sure what that means, uh, that is a highly mixed gin and tonic, thoroughly alcoholic. This will all make much more sense with the first chapter of the book, which is both titled and centers around a person with a very similar name. Um, this is also just basically a very gin-heavy G&T, so drink responsibly if you are following along at home. And you can find the recipe on our Instagram, at Podcast. All right, you guys want to have a slurp? Yeah, yes, let's do it. <laughs> oh... That All right. Is strong. <laughs> it is a heavy gin and tonic. <laughs> yes, ma'am. What would you say? Five, six fingers? Uh, that is three and a half shots of gin and <gasps> about a half a shot of um, green chartreuse, which is just a liqueur. It's wow. herbal. So We're going to die. Book two, The Marvelous Land of Oz. Chapter 12, Mr. H.M. Wogglebug, T.E. <laughs> So, I hope it's clear where the name of the chapter <laughs> came from uh, now. I get it. <laughs> uh, but basically, this, this chapter starts us off, and we're back at the Emerald City with General Ginger. And she has, you know, conquered the city. She's chilling, but she's pretty concerned about the Scarecrow, because she knows, yeah. everybody knows about her hi- or his history with the Tim Woodman. They went on that journey with Dorothy. They work just they work 10 times better together they destroyed they do, everything yeah <laughs> exactly they own everything yeah, they, they defeated witches etc kings yeah and the, she's just a girl who got only 400 other women into an army so she's but she's needless to say she's freaked out she knows they're coming back for her yeah she's making assumptions <clears throat> but um, 
she um, enlists Mombi's help uh, and promises her large rewards if she'll assist Ginger's army of, of revolt in stopping Tip and Jack and the Sawhorse and the Scarecrow and the Tin Woodman. And, and of course, she wants Tip back. Yeah, well, that's mm. the thing is like unrelated to Ginger having met Tip, to our knowledge, she's just like, oh, you know what? Old Mombi living up in the Northlands. She has magic. She'll help me. Like, we'll pay her. It'll be perfect. She'll have to do it. But like... Why does she know about Mombi? Is Mombi so like notorious in Oz? Like, is she like the Wicked Witch? Because if she is, if if Ginger knows about her, then how does the Good Witch of the North not know about her? Well, honestly, mm-hmm. like in the first episode for this book, we do talk about how like she's like a street witch, you know? Like, yeah, she's doing wit. She's doing witch. <laughs> she's doing <laughs> magic illegally. Um, and so yeah, I think she's just straight up gangsta. Probably. But to be so notorious and the Good Witch of the North lets it go, I don't know. I have questions, but either way, she does call her and she, like, the Wicked, or not the Wicked Witch, the Mombi's like, yeah, I don't even really care about a reward. Like, I want Tip back. Like, I I want to get that boy back up here because I, I own him, I guess. Um, so she agrees to come and she, I know. <laughs> but... Tip, we gotta get you out of here. <laughs> um, but she goes straight away to the Emerald City and she just, like greets everyone then she's like okay well i know because of my magic that they're already on their way back so she confirms they're coming back here already i'm gonna go to the highest point in the highest tower and start doing magic um to try and like slow them down basically uh, due to Mombi's magic, the Tin Woodman stops and says that he should know the way back to the emerald city by heart but that he doesn't have any idea where they are and then the scarecrow who had the audacity on the way there to talk about everything they did on the way. He's like, what do you, what makes you say that? Like, why do you, why do you think that we're not on the right path? And the woman is like, we're in a field of sunflowers. Like they're surrounded by sunflowers. And it's like, yeah, is it, is a, is it a mystery why this looked wrong? Cause that didn't happen before. Yeah. I honestly didn't even think about how the whole way to the tin woodman, the scarecrow was just like, and that's where my friend, Nick chopper cut off some heads. Mm-hmm. And that's where Dorothy <laughs> ate nuts and berries and crapped the next day. Mm-hmm. Probably. Um, but yeah, so I just thought that was interesting, but at any rate, at this point, they are surrounded by just a huge field of sunflowers, like the big kind. Mm-hmm. And these sunflowers are enormous. Um, they are they shine in these like blinding hues of red and yellow. Is it giving like like a signs moment? Like they're in the corn maze type it's of thing. Of, for so- me, it's giving like a Beatles yellow submarine cartoon situation. Oh, oh. well, yeah. So I think. Somewhere in between what you guys said. I'd say it's more like Halloween Town, maybe. Um, Because the heads of the sunflowers, I guess the flowers themselves, yeah, they're just bright yellow and red for the petals. And then all of a sudden, they start to spin. They just start spinning around. The stalks are like waving around and it's super disorienting. They all get all dizzy and they're like, oh my God. Mushrooms. It is. Yeah. It feels very like other plane of like experience and they're and they feel disoriented like they feel shitty when it happens but like tip he lived with mombi right so like he realizes right off the bat like this is witchcraft yeah and um, (laughs) he yells it's witchcraft (laughs) (laughs) okay The Tin Woodman grows impatient and begins to swing his axe at the sunflower stalks um, in order to like clear a way for them to pass. 
and the sunflowers at this point stop whirling and uh, the florets of the flowers are like replaced by girls' faces and they all just start laughing at them. Yeah. yeah. That's like, jo- that's Joker shit. It's, it's like horrifying, yeah. actually. I thought this was a really cool scene, actually, just like in the book because it's actually like crazy I would gross like to see magic. that in a horror movie Dude. I know yeah or when, just yeah when HBO finally gets wise and makes like a Game of Thrones type show about the Wizard, the of, Wizard of Oz, Oz. Books, it'll be the coolest scene ever yeah that would be really cool uh, yeah and like terrifying I guess but yeah well the thing is at this point so Tip is like no way they're girls and Nick Chopper's like oh well if they're beautiful girls, I really can't kill them. And then he like sits down and is like, well, damn it. Like we'll just sit here, I guess, which I mean, I don't know. It's like, even if they are just girls, it's a good day to be a woman. (laughs) Right. Exactly. It's like, you're blocking our way from retaking the capital. Like, I don't care if you're a bunch of girl sunflowers. It's it's called a war. Yes, exactly. Um, um, yeah, what's going to happen when he gets there? Yeah, well, <laughs> well you'll see. And the but, Scarecrow says that he thinks the faces of the girls looked just like the members of the Army of Revolt. Yeah. Like, oh, no shit. Yeah. Um, and Tip is like, you know, mommy did shit like this all the time. He was like, the sunflowers probably literally aren't even there. And if we just like closed our eyes and walked forward, like we could just go right through it. Oh my so, God, this kid is like traumatized he is but it's serving him well yeah because he's used to it he's like yeah "Yeah, i just close my eyes and try not to think about this horrible (laughs) nightmare that's coming remembering when he was like on a stool waiting to be turned into stone Um, (laughs) the tin woodman suggests that they all close their eyes and move forward so that they so that the charm can't work on their vision and the scarecrow points out that his eyes are not painted shut and that the tin woodman shouldn't assume that everyone can close their eyes just because he has tin eyelids and that's the thing is this is does the tin woodman have tin eyes does he have like eyes are they shark eyes it's if he uh, doesn't have tinternal organs but he has (laughs) but he has (laughs) eyelids i am meant to believe that he has self-lubricating eyes that he needs to like close and rest. I think he still has Nick Chopper's eyes. Because otherwise, why is the tinsmith going to give him it's eyelids? Like, it's like one oh. of those dogs with like human eyes. Oh, yeah. But it's just yes. like a tin with human eyes. I Imagine. think so. They're yeah. just floating in there. It it I don't know. That doesn't make sense. It, it, it doesn't, doesn't make sense. That's the bottom line. It doesn't. It just, it doesn't his make eyes are nuts sense. and bolts. I don't know. His eyes are like a little mound Does he have of like well oil in like his the, in his eye sockets. To like lube them know. up like like eye drops. Oh my god! Maybe when he gets high. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Well, he doesn't have lungs. Those are his eye drops um, oil. I don't think so. But anyway, so they walk through the sunflowers and with their eyes closed, and they look back, and the sunflowers are gone. So that it worked, which so is it great. Wasn't there? Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But the thing is, at this point, they realize Mombi has like used her magic to just transform the whole landscape, like from between there and the Emerald City. Since Mombi has used her magic to make the landscape look completely different than it should, the Scarecrow's like, hey, let's, instead of trying to just find our way following the landscape, let's look at the sun and follow it off the sun because like not even witchcraft can... Uh, change its course can't it <laughs> I, do, I don't <laughs> assume it could the way that exactly the way he said that i was like okay wait so she can transform the entire landscape including creating a vision of sunflowers 
but she can't make the sun look different. And don't like it's just in yeah, the sky. Yeah, because you're literally already changing reality of yeah. what like someone's seeing. So why would you not be able to change the reality of the? Yeah, yeah it sun. doesn't make any sense. And like, I don't know. Um, the sun's like ah uh, ah uh, ah. Uh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the sun. Is, maybe the sun. Me. I don't think the sun would choose an evil witch like Mombi, who's not even a witch technically. She just does magic. Yeah, but the, the sun checks permits for sure. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, even though they are safe from witchcraft, apparently, since they're following the sun, uh, some inconveniences do come up. Um, the sawhorse steps into a rabbit hole and gets stuck, which, you know, Jack is like tied to the merry-go-round post on the sawhorse so that he can stay on. Um, so Jack goes flying off of the sawhorse and his head flies through the air. Fortunately, the Tin Woodman catches it because it's going at such a speed that it likely would have smashed had it hit the ground. Yeah. Oh my god. So because which, it's rotting. Uh, well, maybe okay. at this point it's, Honestly, it's all of guts. So I, I have some notes about that later because I I can only assume that this pumpkin is gross at this point. It's been like five yeah. days. Yeah. And it's all carved He up. scares me a little. Yeah, well, he He's not the same as the scarecrow. Even though the scarecrow <laughs> is kind of scary too. They are equal and opposite in all ways. Yeah. Um, but in that, this episode where Jack goes flying, the sawhorse breaks his leg off. Oh, it just fully breaks. And, be- and although I do have a question here kind of, but like, where they're at there's no trees around there's no bushes no fences so there's no way for tip to like make a new leg and i wonder if there's actually no shrubbery or if they just can't see it because of the magic either way it comes to the same thing which is that they can't access wood right now i totally didn't think about that but i think well I'm, i'm gonna say i think you're right i think that the landscape that they see is whatever mombi charmed their eyes to see yeah um but also, the land of the Winkies is like surrounded by like desolate. Yeah, I was gonna say. Anyway, either way, like there weren't a lot of trees, but it just makes me wonder. They could, there could be one, but fully like doesn't even matter. But I, I wonder if they could have fixed his leg. But as of that moment, they are stuck. So they're waiting for a while, just like trying to think of what to do. And they ask a sawhorse if he's in pain. And he's like, no, like I don't have any pain, but my pride is hurt because I was made so brittle and so shitty. Okay, and shut I'm up. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's not yeah. priority. He Sorry. such a Debbie Downer. Like the whole yeah. ass. Sawhorse is giving sorrow this whole yeah. time. <laughs> he's that friend. He has the worst like- life though. So yeah, it's pretty, ugh. It is kind of the worst. Both Jack and the Sawhorse, I just feel absolutely They're un- the, for. You know, they were... It's like the same thing, how, you know, I didn't ask to be born. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They didn't ask. There are... they, And the thing is, like, I have an actual, like, human body that can, like, last a while. <laughs> yeah. You know? The thing with them is, like, they're just, like, wood and food. Yeah. Ew. Yeah, they Ew, are just wooden food. That's disgusting. <laughs> we're all just wooden food. Ew. So at any rate, they're sitting there and they're just trying to think of like what to do. And all of a sudden the Tin Woodman with, I guess, his supervision uh, sees like on the distance, like a figure that's like crossing the countryside, like toward them. Um, And after about like five minutes, which I don't know why we needed to know that or why this had to be the setup. But after a few minutes, this person is slowly making their way across the countryside, magnifying, if you will. And they're all astounded when he gets there, except for the scarecrow, who's apparently always calm. Anytime someone sees something they've never seen before, it's always regarded as the most amazing and stupendous thing that they've ever seen in their lives. Like, 
And every character in this book, I mean, except for like Jack and the Sawhorse, grew up in Oz. Like every character in this book knows Oz, has met probably hundreds of Ozians. And everything is just crazier than the last thing. You know, it's interesting because... Are they well-traveled Ozians? I mean, Tip's been enslaved on a farm for his whole life. And the Scarecrow has only been alive for about a year and three days. So maybe it is the most amazing... (laughs) We got a tough crowd, honestly. (laughs) We got a tough group out here. (laughs) You sounded like little Edie. He's only been alive for a year and three days. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, everyone watch Grey Gardens. Um, The documentary and also the film, because the film was a wonderful adaptation. Anyway. So they find the creature just astonishing but he also finds them astonishing right back because like who the fuck are yeah. they to say that they're seeing something amazing they're all they're all acts of the devil yeah yes they are but the newcomer uh removes his hat bows and presents his card which reads or which tip reads because oh wait someone has it first but they can't read and then he hand they hand it off the scarecrow takes it and literally just like shakes his head like um oh, that's not gonna happen and yeah. just like hands it to tip but tip <laughs> reads it and it says mr hm wogglebug te named for our drinks um and they're all just right yeah, off the like, bat, everyone has their own kind of reactions to it. Like Jack Pumpkinhead's like, dear me. And the Tin Woodman's like, how very peculiar. <laughs> and Tip's eyes are round and wondering. And the sawhorse sighs and turns his head away because he's depressed about his broken anatomy. Yeah, um, he's just broken. But essentially, though, they're all just astounded that he's a wogglebug. Yeah. Which, by the way, just... So everyone knows Wogglebugs are made up. It's not even a reference to anything that I could find. Yeah. It's just made up. It's a fake um, creature that even in the land of Oz is apparently quite rare. Yeah. And and <laughs> which we'll find we'll find out later uh, how rare they are. Um, well, I guess that makes sense why they're surprised to see them. Well, well oh. <laughs> so no, you, you're on the right track um, because they all ask what the HM stands for. And he's like, oh, it stands for highly magnified. Um, And the scarecrow is like, oh, like, truly? Is that what it stands for? And he's like, yeah, I'm thousands of times bigger than a normal wogglebug. I'm obviously highly magnified. And so he's bigger than any other wogglebug. He's he's the size of a person. Um, And actually, I have an extended description of what he looks like. That's honestly kind of terrifying because what I'm picturing is just like... A cockroach that's ten times as big as it should be. No, literally, okay. it's a well, cockroach. Well, we'll describe how tall he is um, in response to the Wogglebug being like, yeah, dude, I'm huge. The Scarecrow's does like, he kind of gives us a little glimpse into his body horror life um, because he says like, oh, yeah, you know what? You're right. You are a giant bug. I'm sorry I asked. My brains are a little mixed since I was last laundered. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which I'm like, is that how it works? Or is that just like a joke from yeah. L. Frank Baum? Because it could be both. If it your brain be. should be put in there a, a, a particular way, you should have a diagram. Or a surgeon? I don't know. Just a fix it <laughs> in place and just wash it. It's also, just how it. have you not have an, had an exam? You're a king. Yeah. Figure it out. It's been like a yearish, maybe. Yeah, you can, you uh, can get someone. Yeah. 
He has a power. <laughs> well, one person who could examine him is the Wogglebug because they ask him what the T-E at the end of his name stands for. And it stands for thoroughly educated because that is his mm. degree status. So just to recap, that is Mr. Highly Magnified Wogglebug, thoroughly educated. I that's I don't believe him. That's like oh. an ego, oh, that's no, an he's ego got the trip. Receipts. He's got the receipts. That's an ego yeah. trip. No, you'll see. You'll find um, out. Although he is an egotist. So like tip cannot take his eyes off of the woggle bug which in previous chapters we've discussed tip has a bit of a staring problem he stared at ginger he just loves to stare at fucking people um but he couldn't take his eyes off the woggle bug and l frank Baum describes what the woggle bug looks like which it's a little bit long but i'm just going to read like exactly what the book says and it's what tip saw was a great round bug-like body supported on two slender legs which ended in delicate feet the toes curling upward you the body of the Wogglebug was rather flat, and judging from what could be seen of it, was of a glistening dark brown color upon the back, while the front was striped with alternate bands of light brown and white, blending together at the edges. Its arms were fully as slender as its legs, and upon a rather long neck was perched its head, not unlike the head of a man, except that its nose ended in a curling antenna, or feeler. And its ears from the upper points bore antenna that decorated the sides of its head like two miniature curling pigtails. It must be admitted that the round black eyes were rather bulging in appearance, but the expression upon the Wogglebug's face was by no means unpleasant. So it's disgusting. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, so we hate it. Yeah, we really hate that. Okay. Um, and, but, you know what? Interestingly, if you looked at the Wogglebug, that's not even what you'd see. Because he's fully clothed. So... Oh, yeah. Yeah. What that's he's, even weirder for me. What he's... It is. Well, we'll get to why. But what he's wearing is this, like, dark blue swallowtail coat. So, like, with, the, like, the little tail on the back of it, like a piano player in a oh, yeah. Looney Tunes movie. Um, <laughs> but it has, like, a yellow silk lining, a flower on the buttonhole. He has a... It says he has a vest of white duck, which I don't know if that means duck skin or duck plumage. I but, don't know, but I'm glad that you mentioned it because, like... If if he's wearing something that was made from a duck, yeah. he's huge. Yeah. Well, you need to use more than one duck, I'm sure, for even a person. I uh, hope. I hope he's just one. But duck it does. Sized. It does say it is stretched tightly across <gasps> his wide body. Ew, I'm um, picturing so many messed up things right now. Yeah. Well, he's also wearing knickerbockers, which I don't know what that means. But what I are think knickerbockers. That, I think they're like those like riding pants. Oh, that like they go into the boots. Oh, oh well, yeah. they were fawn colored. Um, Plush, and right? Fawn colored plush, yeah. Um, and um, and on his head he has a jaunty silk hat. So yeah, which I don't know if it's at the color, but and what's then, a jaunty? Jaunty just meaning like kind of offset in like a comical way, like off to the side a little oh, bit. I see, I see. Yeah, you know, jaunty, jaunty <laughs> off to the sides. Um, um, but yeah, and standing up. The fully dressed Wogglebug is the same height as the Tin Woodman. Yeah. So that's like at least six feet yeah, tall. Yeah. Like I would assume the Tin that's Woodman is the tallest of the gang, but Jack might be taller because he's just like. Oh, Jack's two probably a little fours. taller. Yeah. Um, that's a bug you just couldn't squish. No. Oh, <laughs> God. Imagine what would come out if you did. No. See, if, if 
the Tin Woodman killed that bug, I would say, feel bad. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because yeah. you're crushing a thing that's the same <laughs> yeah. size of you. Yes. Wow. That's a throwback. If you didn't get that, that means you didn't start at the beginning. Go back. Mm-hmm. Go back. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. <laughs> yeah. um, you can't have a spoiler in a sequel, though. <laughs> um, yeah. it, we just exist here. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> so... Basically, after this moment, they're all just still super surprised and they apologize and they're like, hey, like, sorry, we're like freaking out here. You're just like different. And he's like, no, honestly, like I enjoy surprising people. It's fun. And I am interesting. Um, we love and confidence. Yes, he's very, he's very confident. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's just like, but like, you know, if you let me stay a piece, I'll tell you my story. So he sits down and does just that. And that is the end of chapter 12, Mr. H.M. Wogglebug T. E and Blake, what would you call that chapter? I would call that chapter. Am I the only one who's still concerned about the sawhorse's leg? <laughs> you would be apparently. Because <laughs> <laughs> I literally forgot. Like, we're sharing life stories, Wogglebug. <laughs> chapter thirteen: a highly magnified history. And it's a history that the Wogglebug just starts writing on. Yeah, the chapter starts with like quotation marks and it does not end for a long time before anyone gets yeah. feedback. The previous- I thought it was going to be written just all from the Wogglebug and I was like, that's kind of interesting stylistically, which it still is, but it's it's not just the Wogglebug in this chapter. Yeah, and yeah, the previous chapter ends with, and here is the story he told, colon. Oh, yeah. And then so. the next chapter just starts with Continues. him going. Yeah. Um, and he started out as a normal bug, walking on all of his legs, crawling on rocks, hiding in the roots of the grass, and looking for bugs smaller than himself to yeah. eat. He wore no clothes, and he just, yeah, crawled around. He was like, mm. it was a terrible, bleak life. I felt disgusting. Mm. But he wasn't domesticated yet. He wasn't, yeah. well, and he domesticated at, himself. At night when it was cold, his body would stiffen and become motionless, and he'd have to wait until morning for the rays of the sun to warm and restore him anew. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I've been there. But one day, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in like, you know, October. Uh, <laughs> but one day he finds the country school, you know, the country school, just a school out in the country, uh, because there's no more information than that. We don't know where this is. But yeah, so he's so small, though. He makes his way to the hearth and he's like, oh, like, I could be here and not be like dying every night. I'm just going to make a little nest. So he makes a nest, which is gross to me. Um, yeah, yeah, it's just like also it's not safe because you know humans find those nests. Yeah, you know what they do they and, destroy, and it's children there. It's a school, so there's probably like janitors. The classroom that this nest was in belongs to Professor Know It All, who is one of the most knowledgeable professors in all of us. And in case you aren't sure if you recognize him, that's Know It All N O W I T A L L. So. That might be that might ring yeah. a bell. Now that's what I call music at all. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so he ends up meeting Professor Know It All, and that's why he's so proud of his education because he's like he is the like most important thinker in the land, and I was in his classroom, and as we'll find out for three years. Um, but at this moment, he's like, I'm so proud of my education, and the scarecrow 
so this is the first time we get like feedback from the crew and the scarecrow is like oh yeah i agree like love having brains it's great and then the tin woodman is like yeah well that's nothing compared to a heart then the sawhorse is like i just want to have a leg again like my leg is still broken and i don't know why we're here no who's this man talking to you yes. no one was talking to you actually yeah, but honestly true. in this situation someone should be talking yeah like <laughs> he's literally laying on his side like yeah, in the background you know, this is something that happened somewhat recently and everything that happened with the tin woodsman and the fucking scarecrow like you already had this issue last time actually that's a good we're point. moving yeah, on it's not about any of the if the only person who has literally authority, someone here lost a limb yeah i only the scarecrow or the sawhorse is the only person who i think is appropriate in voicing anything because and not even no, you're right you're not right. even in response to something like if at any point during this he was like hey guys like i, I don't want to like upset anyone but hey, i'm just still like my leg's no. broken off <laughs> but then jack he's like do seeds count as brains and tip is like shut up yeah you shut up yeah you shut the fuck up <laughs> yeah also also like no one cares about your rotting head yeah i'll say it I'll <laughs> literally say it. and then jack says i'm sorry daddy <laughs> like, he, literally though he he says my apologies father but like that's literally what he says so though. everyone takes turns saying like i don't have this i don't have this my leg is broken is my brain seeds and then like though it says that the woggle bug i would listened. literally kill someone in this group <laughs> yeah i would <laughs> I'd I'd be like that's enough all. you know what we have to do we just have to keep moving enough yeah. with the seed for brains or whatever the fuck it is yeah <laughs> but the woggle bug it says that he listened patiently even respectfully to these remarks and then he resumed his story and his story <laughs> continues uh, that he lived in the classroom for three years like Wyatt said without being noticed and he takes advantage of the wealth of knowledge that he's surrounded by every day with professor know-it-all I will say, did he just learn the same thing three times in a row? Like, is the curriculum each school year just the same? So I he's thought about and he that. just like, keeps going like, back. I guess he'd have a bit. Like, if I had to do, if I had to do every grade of my life for three times, I'd know it better. So you know, here's the thing. It's not the worst thing you could be doing with your it, time. Yeah, it's a country schoolhouse, so that leads me to believe that the students are like children. But, like, the fact that he's professor know-it-all, I'm like, is it, like, college? Well, I don't think so, just because of, like, what happens later, basically. Fair. But I do think it's interesting he's professor know-it-all, and he's the most highly respected mind in the land, and he teaches the country school children. <laughs> then again, people do Doctors Without Borders and, like, all sorts of, like, benevolent shit to help other people when they're, like, at a high place in their life. Honestly? Higher. I and I I do like thinking about Professor Know It All that way that you're describing, but also the highly magnified, thoroughly educated Wogglebug is a fucking asshole. So oh, that could just not be true. These credentials might not match if we contacted his alma mater, aka right. that yeah. school, and asked. <laughs> they might be I like, might he's not to, te. Yeah, do a little investigation. Oh, do you want to learn about the day that he left school? Yeah. <laughs> so one day, Professor Know-It-All notices the Wogglebug bug crawling around by the fireplace in the middle of his lesson, and he picks him up between his thumb and forefinger because he's that small. Yeah, super tiny. Like the size of a BB from an airsoft gun or a pellet gun, but hopefully airsoft. 
I would have destroyed him long ago. <laughs> <laughs> You'd just be doing your routine cleaning. You'd be like, is that a nest? Where's the raid? <laughs> if you just saw one, if you just oh. saw one little... If I saw one flea, ant, I would well, do that. Well, if I saw a flea, I guess I'd throw so it So what you're saying is small fire. bugs would be destroyed? Yeah, I guess so. So, uh, Professor Know-It-All uh, tells the children, like, hey, wogglebugs are a super rare specimen. Like, do you know what... A woggle bug is, and everyone's like, "No, professor, no at all." <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, they didn't sound like that. <laughs> but that might be part of the benevolent teaching he's doing out in the country. And he somehow uses a magnifying glass as a projector. He, he goes, "Okay, and- I, I don't even have notes on this. I just had thoughts. What it says is that uh, he goes to get his famous." magnifying glass which he uses to quote throw the insect upon a screen in a highly magnified condition so we're talking an overhead projector from like 2004 right right? but not from 1904 no exactly but that's what i understand like the the inner workings of a uh overhead projector it's just a mirror and a light like all you need is electricity and like a mirror that's it i was literally picturing like the one from class with the magnifying glass on the front and then the light underneath yeah and like your teacher has like a red expo marker that she's using to like show you how to do the so he invented projectors well but we don't know because the way that (laughs) that's what i'm hearing (laughs) what's important for you and everyone out there to understand is that he uses his famous magnifying glass to, quote, throw the insect upon a screen in a highly magnified condition. So, sounds like a projection, but it throws him upon the screen. And being thoroughly educated, uh, the Wogglebug knows, like, hey, I'm a perfect gentleman. Let me uh, take let me just like put my hand on my bosom and give you a deep bow to greet you. Um, and that's what he does. And everyone just begins freaking the fuck out at yeah. this point. Cause a well, bug and a magnifying glass just went. <laughs> and the thing is also during this whole, this like, like James and the giant Peach. Well, <laughs> yeah, it basically is. But during this interlude, like the kid, like when he gets thrown up on the screen, all the kids are like, Oh, we've never seen a wog before. That's cool. They're all standing up, like getting on their desks. There's these two girls, girls that like stand up in the windowsill to like look and get a better view so like these are little kids like it's like an open window and they like stepped up on the sill so they could see so everyone's all super excited but yeah then he's like up on the screen and he does his little bow and everyone's like oh what the fuck is that (laughs) and they all freak out and one of the little girls who's like had jumped up on the windowsill just like falls back she's just like oh and she just falls right out the window (gasps) and she pulls her her too that's what i would do too Uh, yeah (laughs) if if i'm going down it was probably (laughs) the other girl's idea too but so <laughs> the professor at that point is like, oh, Jesus, like he runs out. He's like, actually, it even says in the book, like, he's super distressed. He's like, oh, my God, I need to go help those girls because he's their teacher. He's probably liable I'm for that. I'm about to lose my job. Yeah. <laughs> the girls aren't supposed to be hanging out of the windows no, at school. No, nor are they supposed to be falling out. But um, he he go and it says in the book that they weren't hurt, but they were scared because they fell out of a window. Uh, but they're fine. But everybody funnels out after him. So the Wogglebug is just left in there alone. Yeah, and since he's left alone, he decides to make a run for it because he's like, I'm at this point in time highly magnified. I'm about six feet tall. I'm going to run away because apparently when you're projected onto the wall, you exist as that. He walks off the screen at his height. 
So that is how the Wogglebug... He walks off... Okay. That's how he's the size that he he is. He walks off the screen as that size, and that's why he's like fucking six, five feet tall, whatever it is. Because he was magnified. So it, it makes me wonder, is his original body just still living back in the country schoolhouse? Well, based on the text, he was thrown upon the screen. So Fair. that it could thing, be just quote, like the quote famous magnifying glass seems like it might have been a magic magnifying glass because it literally throws you up on the screen. Yeah. Um, so he sneaks out of the schoolhouse and runs for a grove of trees. And uh, Tip points out that he didn't know that insects wore clothes. Yeah. And at this point, the woggle bug is like, I well, mean, they don't. Well, they don't. You're <laughs> right. Let's make and sure that's clear somewhat for everyone. foolish. Yeah, I hope that it didn't say it did not say this in the book, but I hope that part of this conversation was them being like, "Tip, you're right. Bugs don't wear clothes. That's yeah. so obvious." Like, I hope that someone told him he was right about that, and that I don't know why he would call that into question. But the Wogglebug explains, like, "Oh well, I was lucky enough to save the ninth life of a tailor." Um, because, as you know. Tailors have nine lives like cats. Yeah. Tailors have nine lives like cats. Did like you know that? Clothe ta- like a clothing like, tailor. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And the um, tailor, having had his ninth and final life at, saved. Are they at risk to losing their lives often? Tailing well, clothes? I guess it doesn't matter until they run out of nine. They're yeah. fine. Well, it kind of does matter, nine actually. Fine. I, I did some research on that. Um, and it comes from a joke. Well, it's it's not a joke. It is a joke. But there's a saying called it takes nine tailors to make a man because in olden days, like in England or whatever, when a man would die, the church bell would ring nine times. If it was a woman, it would ring six times. So if you heard nine chimes, you knew a man was dead. So it says they would call the chimes uh, tolls or tellers. So eventually the phrase just became takes nine tailors to make a man. Um, Wow. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Insane. It's interesting. <laughs> What's crazy is that he put Al Frank Baum, the author, put this into the book thinking, oh, kids or their parents are going to get this. And they also, did. I'm sure they did. Why do men get nine and women get six? Because what if I want a little bit more? I thought of the same I want thing. 10. The thing is, you have. There's no way to have it where it's equal. It has to be one way. I think I it's, want as many it's telling as I, or tailoring that I it's want as nine many bell rings. When I die, as a how old I am. So if I'm a oh. hundred years old, you better you're hearing a hundred bell rings. And let me ask, what did you do in life to earn a hundred bell rings over the course of a week? In the I city? lived. I lived for a hundred years. Okay, you're right. Never mind. I forgot that's, you lived to be a hundred years. Thank that's what you. People do. No, that's insane. <laughs> <laughs> people don't do that anymore. It's crazy when they don't anymore. Do that. They don't. <laughs> this is in the, the Bible. This they is the, no, it's not the Bible. People aren't living to be a hundred and ninety-two. Just wait. I'm gonna be yeah. alive at a hundred, and y'all gonna be dead at ninety. I've seen your lifestyle and all of ours. We're not gonna be. We're not gonna be here. <laughs> yeah, we might. I'm, we I'm calling. I'm calling 2082 my last year on this place. Uh, <laughs> in exchange for his ninth and final life, the tailor offers to make the woggle bug um, an outfit. And it's the outfit that Wyatt described that he's wearing right now. Yeah. And so the woggle bug is like, yep. So I got my outfit and now I'm on my way to the Emerald City uh, because I want to give a lecture on the advantages of magnification, which I just had a quick sojourn down the path of. Yeah, about the magnification, because, like, I was just thinking, so, like, what would you do with that power? Because they can magnify, what, anything and pull it off the screen? Like, so. 
if that's true, they could solve world hunger. Why are these women fighting for emeralds when they could just enlarge a bunch of emeralds? Like, it just that's it doesn't make the, sense. That's it's how magic. the tank and the oil rig were both invented, was by magnifying them on a screen and oh they just God. drew a car. A car, yeah. <laughs> oh, and that's a good point. Does it, have, does it have to be flat? How does that work? It's like 3D uh, printing. Have you ever heard of it? No, what is that? I'm just kidding. That's a different <laughs> podcast. Um, it's basically the same thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 You're right. But the Tin Woodman tells the Wogglebug that they are also headed to the City of Emeralds um, and asks if he uh, and lets him know that he can join them if he wants to, which I think it's just like how everyone they met along the way in the previous book, they asked them if they wanted to go to the Emerald City with them. But at least this time, like the Scarecrow literally owns Is the, the Emerald City. Yeah, <laughs> it makes a little more sense because they're like, okay, we're, we're about to roll up in this place that's been taken over. So we kind of need some numbers. Yeah, I think it makes sense for them. Now and- it makes sense. Before it was just like, oh, come to this place that I actually haven't been technically invited to, but I'm like just <laughs> going to go anyway. And hopefully you can come in too and fix all your problems there. Yeah, Which is kind of what happened, I guess, because now it's Scarecrow's out here fucking owning this the shit. The Scarecrow, yeah. the Tin Woodman, and the Cowardly Lion all became kings in the last book. And Dorothy went back to her Gray. square house. And she's not fucking back in Oz right now. So it makes you think who really won. Yeah. Yeah. But the Wogglebug is like, yeah, I'll join you guys. And he's like, wow, you know, you guys are great. I'm so happy I met you. But you're you're pretty unusual, right? And the Scarecrow is like, we're no more unusual than you. Besides, everything is strange until you grow accustomed to it. Yeah. And the Wogglebug's like, damn. He's like, that's, that's some philosophy. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, you thought of that? Which it kind of is. Uh, Deep. <laughs> yeah. But they're like, okay, well, let's set off. And so they do. Oh, wait, no, they don't. Because the sawhorse's leg is still broken. Yeah. and Because no says, one has been thinking about the sawhorse's feelings. No one has considered And it's like, yeah, him. actually... I'm your motherfucking ride. Yeah, yeah I'm a ride. <laughs> okay, this is actually, this is the part that I was going to reference earlier. Uh, then I made a mistake and none, none of you heard it. But um, <laughs> they want to set off. Then they're like, okay, yeah, let's just like go. And Tip is like, well, the horse's leg is still broken. He's like, and we can't leave the horse behind because the pumpkin head's joints are so stiff that... They're gonna break if right. he doesn't have a ride. But so if, if the, Jack didn't need to ride him, like it would be okay to exactly. bring the sawhorse to life, use him until he was broken, and then leave him to live for infinity. In oh the my field. god! How long? Like at some point, if his body dried out too much, do you think he would like die? This is literally like two examples of why we shouldn't be having. Everything just come to life. Yeah, yeah the honestly, power of life is some evil shit. It you really know? is. It's like you got to be careful. You got to think yeah, about that. You're shit. creating a life. You know, like it's it's like. Do we want them to just sit in fucking pain and despair mm-hmm. for the rest of their Alone like whoever the long that they live? We want to give Ew. them a motherfucking job. And you know what? The Wogglebug has a great idea to help the sawhorse get yes. back to his job. Snaps. He's like, all right, so. The Jack is just going to ride on the back of the sawhorse. And they're like, yeah. And he's like, so then why don't you cut off one of his legs and give it to the sawhorse since they're both made of wood? And they're like, oh, my God. Yeah. 
good. It's a really good idea, but I hate yeah. it so it's much. It's disgusting. It's pretty horrible, and I would never have thought of it, but yeah. sure. I mean, well, Jack's not thrilled about having his leg amputated. <laughs> no, yeah. Um, but he's, he does it. He's already worried about so much about like his body. It's true. He's, yeah, yeah. He's and like, now they're just like, he's like, if I fucking rock Right, you guys are throwing me out. I can already <laughs> tell you're cutting off my leg to save this guy. Yeah, just so he can carry me through the wilderness. Jack, like when it's you too much. rot, we're gonna carve a new pumpkin. Yeah, it's all right, bud. Yeah. <laughs> it's the circle of life. Yeah. But they they do they amputate Jack's leg. They whittle it down, attach it to the saw. Well, all the Tin Woodman does all of this, and then the sawhorse is like, oh. I hate it. <laughs> He's like, it's just so flimsy, just like Jack. Like, it's just, it's not good enough. And Jack is like, it, like the, the Zawhorse is going off. And Jack is like, everyone's super a little insulted. bit more mean in this. Um, yeah, it, like, they are. They're not even likable. But the the Sawhorse at least is being accurate because, like, yeah, like it is worse. There's a reason the Sawhorse is hat is theirs because Jack was like built not well. well but but Jack true. wasn't. Jack wasn't made out of like bad wood he was just put together by a nine-year-old boy and who wanted to pose this figure for one event and then he thought it would be like gone yeah exactly he had no idea i think that the wood is serving just fine as the sawhorse's leg because that's jack's lanky and weird because jack was made by a child but that's the end of the chapter they tie jack to the horse so that he won't fall off because he has no he has one leg. Um, and then they start their way to the Emerald City. And that was chapter 13, a highly magnified history. And Blake, what would you call that chapter? I would call that chapter, what a magnificent story, Wogglebug. Chapter 14, Old Mombi Indulges in Witchcraft. Yep. So this chapter starts with the sawhorse limping because his new leg that was cut from Jack is a little too long. So they have to take a break so that the Tin Woodman can level it out. Um, but the sawhorse is still super disappointed and complaining about how he's pissed off about his other leg. Uh, he doesn't like that it's from Jack, um, you know. Yeah, and I'm sorry because like the first half of this chapter I just hate so much because it's just this extended conversation, which is fine, but... Basically, there's just this long exchange, and it's all about puns. Because the Wogglebug makes a very minor play on words about how the sawhorse is broken. And he's like, oh, well, that's good because you need to break a horse at least once. So, like, he's just making a joke. You know, you break a horse when it's wild, and then it's tame, and the sawhorse is broken. So there's a nice little mansplain for everybody. Sorry. Yeah. (laughs) And the sawhorse and Jack Pumpkinhead are tips literal babies yeah so like he's he gets a little defensive and he's like that's not a funny joke shut the fuck up yeah. but the woggle bug <laughs> okay, the woggle bug just sticks to his guns and yeah. he's just like well no but, actually no, puns like, are the best yeah, jokes puns are the best jokes because if you can apply a word that has two meanings and you can apply both meanings in the same at the same time okay, like, that's well, genius you know what know your audience that, exactly. Oh, right. The the sawhorse is bro- he has his leg broken and now he has a new leg that he's like it's like what? read the room, dude. And it's not that absolutely. fun. It's not a good time. Yeah. And you know what? Like L. Frank Baum, he must have known that 120 years later people would be making a drunken podcast about his books because like I really feel like he's defending his use of all the wordplay in this book. Like well, yeah. I feel like 
he was literally like, God, people might think that this book has zero substance. Maybe I should defend that point. And he uses the Wogglebug to do that. Well, it's interesting because I don't think the Wogglebug is a self-insert in any way. But like this whole argument is strange because, yeah, through the book so far, we've seen like a bunch of weird wordplay and a bunch of like conflict between Jack and the Sawhorse because of like these like disagreement slash like implications it's just been even even that we haven't mentioned, which obviously there's there's too many to mention, but like there's just a lot. But the Wogglebug basically, yeah, continues and he's like, oh, like, well, as an example, like, uh, you know, that to be really smart, you have to you have to be really smart to make puns like this. Like, for an example, uh, if I rode the sawhorse, then um, he would actually be a piece of equipment because he would be a horse and buggy, which. Honestly, it's kind of funny. Like, I get the joke. Yeah, he would be you know? both an animal and a piece of equipment. Yeah, because he's a horse and buggy. But it's like, ah, like but, still, yeah, people no are one, mad at you. Not the time, not the place. And again, no. no one's impressed by the joke. And the scarecrow is like, look, I have high respect for brains, but you can't be a dick to us just because you're educated. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the Tin Woodman's like, yeah, cut that shit out. And if you don't. And then he just like swings his axe around. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, we're but not- he can't step on a beetle. <laughs> He's threatening. He is. He's like, we're not that particular around here, but like, you better watch it, buddy. And he just yeah, swings his axe around. <gasps> Damn. And again, I, I get it. It's kind of hot. But. Tip needs to take a break because he's a meat dog. He's the only one who's able to get tired, honestly, because even the woggle bug, even though like he's like kind of flesh and blood, he's a bug. Like he can crawl for days and days without getting tired. But the Tin Woodman realizes uh, while Tip's taking his break in this field that there's a bunch of little holes in the ground all over the place. Holes all over. That's literally terrifying because that's like one of my biggest fears. You know what? When I was rereading this yesterday, I forgot what was going to happen and I was like, ugh, holes everywhere. Like, what's in that? Like, snakes, rodents. Anything. It's, It's rodents. But the Scarecrow's like, girlfriend... Do you think that your friend, the queen of the field mice, has a village here? So the, the Tin Woodman's like, well, why don't we find out? And he blows his whistle, and show yeah. enough, the and queen of the field mice pops out and runs right over to him. But I do want to say, when the Scarecrow is like, oh, like, hey, let's check this out. What he says to Nick Chopper is, uh, see if you can call her, my dear Nick and it's a little familiar to me in the way that it makes them seem like they might be gay or something. Mm. It's a little... Just a little it's, idea. It's technically LGBTQ. Yeah. I wouldn't even say technically. Uh, but, the, and I'm sorry, because I'm I'm not even that mad about this, but the Tin Woodman, to call the field mouse, blows the little whistle that he has around his neck. You know, that whistle that's been there the whole time. He had it in the last book. Oh, I know he had it in the last book, but... I don't really think of that as being something that's been there. Um, I just assume like he's like Bender and he's got a little like cabinet inside of himself. No, he has a star on his breast to cover the scar from where he got his heart at it. Yeah, I don't even like thinking about having cabinets inside himself. That's weird. Yeah. All right. Well, he carries this whistle. He carries this whistle with him wherever he goes because it was given to him (gasps) as a. Does his mouth open? Does he have lungs then to blow the whistle? (laughs) Sorry. What's his neck? I guess it's just where his head meets his body. No, he's got a little neck. He's got some neck. So he can put something there. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's just got it hanging around his neck. It's like the lifeguard whistle. Yeah. It is, yeah. and he blows it. I think he's just got it hanging around his neck. <laughs> he loves to blow it. I bet he does at home all... Because he knows the queen of the field mice can't hear him, so he's just like... <laughs> choo, choo, 
<laughs> just like marching in place. Yeah. But she does run over to them, like I said, and they say hello to the queen and she asks if she can do anything for her old friends. And uh, the scarecrow asks her if he can borrow a dozen of her army to bring to the Emerald City. And she's like, are they going to be hurt? And he's like, I don't think so. Um, but he just wants to hide them in his straw stuffing inside of himself. And when he gives the signal, all they need to do is run directly home. And this will help him regain his throne. Yeah. So all the mice, she calls them. And he just lays down on the ground, unbuttons his shirt. And 12 mice crawl into the hay inside of his chest and stomach. It's yeah. absolutely disgusting. Shouldn't be allowed. And, and it makes me think, what else does he keep in there? If he thought, oh, I'll put 12 mice in there, like, has he ever put anything else in there he just has, to keep it? He has, because he was so quick to be like, oh, I can store things exactly. in here. Exactly, yeah. He knew. And like, Actually, the, I have places I can store this in. The moment. See, what you just said about not wanting a hatch in the front of the Tin Woodman? Mm. That's what the Scarecrow has. It's his hatch. He just unbuttons his the shirt. Scarecrow is bender Ugh. um but yeah once everyone's on board uh the tin woodman asks if the queen would run ahead and show them the way to the emerald city because their eyes have been dazzled with magic and they can't see the way they're going so she's like yeah which i, I wonder why i guess mombi is probably targeting them specifically so that must be it. If actually. she could see that they were on their way back to the city of Emeralds, I don't She's know how she couldn't see that yeah. they were being assisted by the mice. But oh, that's go true. off, Queen. Um, <sighs> but yeah, Mombi continues trying to like change the landscape and confuse them. Um, she uh, she puts a huge raging river, but the the field mouse can't see these things so she just runs right through it and yeah. she's dry and on the other side just follow her. and they're yeah. just like oh i guess that's not actually there so they walk yeah. and they're fine they're safe and then um, there's this like huge granite wall which same thing the mouse just runs through it and they're like oh i guess it's not really there and they just walk on through Damn, that's crazy but, yeah. then mombi shows them 40 roads 40 again, just like the last book with oh, yeah. the 40 bees and the 40 bulls. And up. also the Bible with all of its 40s. Oh, okay. Well, 40 is very important. I was going to say, I'm going to look up the occult meaning of the number 40, but it's related to the Bible. So it's well, all related it, in the Bible. It is kind of related to the Bible based on my research, but we should look at the occult, uh, the occult indications of it because... Uh, that's probably more where L. Frank Baum would belong to. Him and his wife did like seances. Oh, like spiritualism. And stuff. Oh. God love the early 1900s. Anyway, and late 1800s. Um, but then Mombi does the worst thing she could do. And she makes it look like the field ahead of them is just burning like a wall of fire like basically like there was a nuclear bomb far away and what you're seeing is the shockwave of like fire burning through coming yeah. straight at you and the, and at least know... three of those characters are quite flammable well, yeah. yeah i mean when we fr in the chapter where we met the scarecrow in the first book that chapter literally ends he with him terrified. saying his greatest fear is a lighted match yeah because yeah. he's made of straw and fabric the sawhorse is made of wood jack pumpkinhead is made of wooden food yeah um, and the food will burn Burn. Yeah. It's gonna burn. <laughs> and the Wogglebug and Tip are going to burn just yeah. fine. Easily. You know what? Yeah. Why does a scarecrow get Everything's to be afraid of flammable. fire? Everyone should be afraid of fire. Yeah. Even the Tid Woodman. He could smelt. But uh, the queen of the field mice um, is walking through the fire and everyone's freaking out because they're all super flammable. But the Tin Woodman's like, I'm made of tin. I'm not scared of the fire. I'm just going to get hot. And mm. honestly, guys, just look at the field mouse. 
look at the field mouse. Yeah. And the field mouse is just going right through the fire. And so they, scary as it is, they follow her through and they're not burned like uh, Radshack, Meshack, and Abendigo. Uh, uh, I did a Bible we thing. We love Bible things. <laughs> <laughs> just Bible things. <laughs> um... But that's the end of the chapter. They get to the gates at that point of the Emerald City. They're like, oh, we made it. And uh, the f- Queen of the Field Mice just is like, bye-bye. And she runs home. Um, and that is the end of chapter 14, titled Old Mombi Indulges in Witchcraft. And Blake, what would you name that chapter? Yeah, I would name that chapter, um, Hey Wogglebug, shut up. Chapter 15, The Prisoners of the Queen. Yep, so... The gang approaches the gates of the Emerald City, and um, they're they're stopped by two girls from the Army of Revolt who are just you know pointing their knitting needles at them, the ones that they put in their hair. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sorry for laughing, but this my first note line here is that they just really come out swinging in this chapter, <laughs> like, quite, <laughs> quite literally, because yeah. like the girls like pull the knitting needles out of their hair and they point them at the guys. And they're I like, would do the same. And yeah, okay, but well, guys, but the then, guys are like, oh my god, what are we gonna do? They have weapons, and the they have guns, like, and we have knitting needles. <laughs> no, the girls had knitting needles. Oh, it's needles, the other way around. And the yeah. ten woodmen is like, well, I have a weapon, I, an axe. Yeah, so he's like, hey guys, <laughs> follow me, and he just <laughs> swings his Horrifying. axe around, and the girls are like. Ah, let's they get run out away. Of here. So he's like nothing like he was before. No, he is not. Dude, he's a he's killing machine. He's ready. To Granted, kill. he even when he said, "Oh, those are beautiful young girls," and he wouldn't kill them. Okay, sure, you wouldn't kill them then. Like it's kind of the same thing where it's like he didn't actually hurt them. Now I think he was trying to freak them out. Mm. But it makes me wonder if he had to kill them, would he? Yeah, if I would hope got so. To that point, honestly, it, well. Granted, the Scarecrow is not a great ruler, so if he has been deposed and someone else is in his place, it's probably a good thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But with his loyalties and what he knows, I think he should be literally killing those girls. Yeah. Like, when they run, he should chase them. And yeah. It's funny because the girls... <laughs> Knock their heads off. The yeah. girls literally weren't expecting them to fight back, so they, <laughs> like, turned and ran into the city. They're like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> um, and that's great because then our friends, our heroes, pass through the gates of the city and they head straight toward the emerald palace yeah and as they're walking like they're just like looking into the homes you know or like whatever and they see that like the men are washing the dishes and they're cleaning the houses and they're caring for the children and all of that shit that's like you know stereotypically and in like obviously a sexist way but what are the girls doing why well the (laughs) the girls you say they're just sitting around like chatting like it says gossiping. Gossiping, of yeah, course. Yeah, it does say nothing. that. That's what we yeah, do. Yeah, they're doing nothing. They're relaxing. Okay, can I just say a little story that happened to me the other day? Oh, we it, love a story it was on at, hour. It was at work, and there were some people. We have, like, this tented area at work. And so usually we like to close that as early as possible because it's a really annoying thing. It's kind of far away from the restaurant. It's a little bit of a walk. And so we like to close that as soon as possible. Well, there was these ladies out there chilling basically till close, just hanging out there. And both me and my crew were like, oh, this is so annoying. And he was like, yeah, you know, women, they just 
da 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 like having the like doing the little hand thing with the talking he was like all they do is talk 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 i was like oh yeah that's what women do that's <laughs> all that they do what the hell am i and supposed then he was to like, say that oh yeah and it was so awkward it was such a weird awkward interaction but it happened and and if you're one of hannah's co-workers and you're listening to this and you think <laughs> it might be you it's not you it's not you well, so don't you don't know that don't but also no i'm think saying, about it don't come for us oh <laughs> <laughs> but also think about it <laughs> well that's true it seems like reasonable think about the things feedback. you say <laughs> uh, but it's funny because like the guys are doing like all the like womanly activities uh as as we're meant to believe um like there's a guy walking a baby down the street in a stroller and they ask him like what's going on and he's like well as i'm sure you know there's been a revolution and the ladies are in charge now but like i'm so happy you've come back king scarecrow to restore order because like doing chores and taking care of the children all day i hate these kids yeah (laughs) yeah he's like this is so hard i'm sick and tired of this but the scarecrow's like well if it's such hard work well let's give him some what are those like one machines that make men feel crazy Ramps. Oh, um, they're just like electric. Like we know how they do it. You I'm gonna come and I'm gonna get that that <gasps> stuff and I'm gonna do it to all those men. Oh, I thought you were threatening us, and I was like, wait, we don't say that stuff. Honestly, <laughs> I'll do it. it. No. Actually, oh, I'm not. <laughs> I don't think no women should have children. None of you. Hannah. <laughs> <laughs> If we're ever in a place where there's one of those, I'll do it. But I want to see you do it too because I I need I've never seen female feedback. Oh, those. that's actually interesting. Do you think I have to say I don't have that bad of cramps, so it would be also an experience for me. <laughs> well, the I don't really know how it all works, but the way that it targets your muscles might vary depending on your gender. I don't really know how, but it might like target things that are worse in women or easier, really, depending on how it works. Find out next time on Oz, <laughs> Oz Hour. Hour. so as they're talking to these men they're like oh yeah like that sounds really hard like how do the women even do it and the men are like oh i don't know how they do it because it's insanely difficult they must be made out of cast iron like (laughs) cast iron iron, um which i guess would be a weird thing to say to the tin woodman like while he was there well i mean cast iron's a little stronger than tin but i'm not gonna go off or anything Certainly is. Ghost we don't need to tell him that. We yeah. don't need to tell him that. Um, um, as they keep walking toward the palace, the women in the army of revolt keep noticing them, but they just like kind of like watch them. No one they, tries they, to stop them. There's literally a group of them in the road, and as the gang approaches, they literally just split down the middle and give them room to keep going, which is making the scarecrow very uneasy. Yeah, he's, he's like. like it just does seems it, a little too easy. Does it seem like exactly? Tip he's like literally says mm, it's too easy. Yeah, he's like does it seem like we might be walking into I don't know a trap? But the Tin mm. Woodman is like, no, that's unlikely. I don't think that. Yeah, could we've be got right. the throne back. Yeah, but Tip is still like, no, let's just like stay Tip, very the one wary. With an actual real heart and brain. I know. Yeah, yeah seriously. Time. Well, he's not even a human. He's like a munchkin or something. But they walk into the palace unopposed and they climb the marble steps to the throne room. Now, these steps used to be thickly crusted with emeralds, but the army of revolt has taken yeah. their knitting needles and gouged all them of the out. They've out taken the all the gemstones. Stairs. So it's just like gray stairs now. Well, it's still green marble. Oh, the marble is green. Yeah. Okay, I didn't realize that. But still, it's it's 
it's noticeably dull. different. Yeah, it's, it's it's a different look for sure. Okay. Um, so they get inside. They keep going. The rebels just keep not stopping them, and they make it all the way into the throne room. And there's Ginger. She's sitting. She's like reclined. She's just chilling out. She she's a, absolutely relaxing. She Good is. For her. You know what she's doing? She did work hard for where she did. You know. She. Well, well, I'm just saying. I'm not. I'm, I, I. She took a risk. I'm not taking sides. I feel like we're on like different sides of the screen on CNN. And we're like, <laughs> Senator, Senator, do not speak over me, Senator. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm taking sides or anything, but I mean. She literally took over a whole entire yeah. kingdom. It was high Sorry. risk and high reward. And do you know how exactly. she rewards herself? She's eating caramels. She has a, a box, box of, caramels. of caramels or caramels sitting on her lap box and she is eating them. She's mm-hmm. holding her scepter in one hand. She has a crown on and she is just basically living her life. I mean, for all that's worth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the scarecrow is like, how dare you sit on my throne? Don't you know that Ooh. you're committing treason? And yeah, also that pissed. treason is illegal? <laughs> yeah. Um, I love this. I love this. Well, but I then, love the drama. Then she's like, oh, you know what? Actually, like the throne belongs to whoever can come, who can come take it. I seized your city. Your government fell mm. beneath me. I'm on this throne because I deserve it. So actually, you're all committing treason. You're all going to jail. I'm the fucking queen. Yeah. Yeah. And she is. That's the thing. She is. She did all of that. She took it over and she decided what's I don't think she's justified Mm -hmm. in all of that. There's a lot of issues. But she did do all of that. And And I think that's pretty good logic. She's doing what she said. Yeah. yeah, she's doing yeah. exactly what she said, and, and she was ready. Caramels. She was ready for them to come back. She was like, "Let them come. Like, um, I'll chill until they get but here." Yeah, the and scarecrow's like, "Hey, Nick, is that true?" And the Tin Woodman's like, uh, "I don't know about laws. They were designed to be confusing, so I don't waste my time with that." Of and the scarecrow's like, "Well, what should we do?" And everyone has an idea. Everyone. Literally everyone. <laughs> and I have it in list form. <laughs> Go for it. The Wogglebug is like, "Oh, just." marry the queen and then you'll both be rulers which i'm like well okay that requires consent so i don't think that's that good of an idea yeah but you know if they both wanted to fine then jack is like oh send her back to her mother where she belongs and it's like jack what are you talking about you don't have a mother and jack has a father and he's yeah. spent every day of his life you i guess mom be his mother she technically she he doesn't know her, her. He tip, know her but tip made her or Tip made Jack, and then she brought him to life. So I guess yeah. they both made her. No. He's actually their child. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, but then that's a lot. Tip, and all this is just a series of them all telling this woman what she should have done to her. And so then Tip is like, just shut her up in a closet until she promises to be good. And it's like, uh, okay, prison? I don't know. The sawhorse, <laughs> the sawhorse just says, give her a good shaking, what which is, the court of law is abuse. And the Tin Woodman, though, in his good heart, it just says, just give her some gemstones and some treasures and just ask her to go away and just say thank you, goodbye. Which, I of all those, probably the best option. Yeah. But it's not a good but option. Ginger, Put her on trial. Ginger hears that and she laughs in his face and she just like <laughs> claps her hands three times. And the <laughs> army comes up behind the Tin Woodman, takes his axe, so now he's unarmed. <gasps> And now they're just surrounded by the entire 400 woman army. So yeah, they're just screwed. Okay. And why am I not surprised? And, well, <laughs> and Ginger's like, see, now you're my prisoner is like, 
you should never doubt womanly wit. Um, mm. So, like, I think I'm kind of more fit to rule Oz than the Scarecrow. Yeah. yeah. She, and she's right. Like, not yeah. like she told them, hey, I took the city from you. That's why you're, like, you guys are in the wrong. And when they told her how she could fix it for them, she was like, okay, I just took my security forces on you. I still am so fit to rule yeah, Oz. I just, still... I can't get on board with yeah. anyone but her in this I moment. I kind of, I, I do agree with her, but also... She's but evil. Then she then she goes fucking crazy, um, right? Yeah, because then she's like, "Well, here's the thing. Tip belongs to Mombi, and so he'll be restored to her keeping. But the rest of you aren't even no. people, so it wouldn't even be wicked to destroy you." Yeah. So yeah. Um, she's like, "So here's the thing. Sawhorse and Jack, you're gonna get cut up into kindling, and I'm gonna make a tart out of your pumpkin head, which literally I can't think it's of his anything. Worst fear. It is his worst fear. He's and I been worried a lot lately about things." <laughs> Like that. Pretty much since he was created, yeah. yeah. And like, I I can't think of anything more disgusting than eating that pumpkin after it's been like carved uh. and on a journey for days. Like it's almost fallen off. It's so dirty. many people have touched it. It's in the river. It's, it's been in the river. Yeah, in yeah. the dirt. And the, but then Ginger Elsewhere. says she'll start a bonfire with the scarecrow. So his worst fear since yeah. he was born, since he was three days old, right. he's been afraid of fire. And she'll cut the Tin Woodman up and feed him to the goats because goats eat cans yeah. and stuff. I thought she'd melt him down. I kind of wish yeah. there would have been a little more thought in that one. I think it's it made kind me of question hate, hateful things. to feed him That's to the not goat. okay. Please Yeah, not, okay. that puts him to waste. What's... Yeah. Ew. And like, is the goat going to bleed internally now? It can't happen. Um, it can't happen. What's what's happening? But then she says that she'll have the uh, Wogglebug... This one is strange. So have the Wogglebug cooked into green turtle soup? Because he's I mean, he's not a turtle and he's not green, but, but apparently he's sh- he has a shell. He has a shell, so she'll have him cooked into green turtle soup. But if that's not going to work, then she'll have him made into a Hungarian goulash. Stop. So, you know, Hungarian goulash. <laughs> I'm just going to say, I said it would be really gross to eat Jack's pumpkin head. Yeah. I would rather eat that than the bug soup, honestly. Yeah. I think I probably would I too, and I hate pumpkin. What are his meats made of? <laughs> you hate pumpkin. I do. It's a, hate it's pumpkin. a bug soup. <laughs> like, wow. You can't compare them. That's so funny because I'm pretty sure that like pumpkin spice lattes hit the Starbucks shops literally today. Really? Yeah, it starts Probably. earlier every it year. It is starting earlier. That's yeah. horrific. Um, I mean, honestly, it's August, why not have it all year? There's no reason to Just have it. Just serve it all year. But the God thing is, it. they probably get way higher um, oh, sales by having course, it in limited, course. you know? So I understand the business decision. I, I mean, I'd rather... I'd, I'd but prefer, it's even right. I'd prefer to have <laughs> pumpkin-y things at a special time of year. It makes it more special. I like it. I want I a pumpkin like loaf any time of the year. I um, hate pumpkin. All right. Anyway... But, so everyone is horrified that they're going to be exterminated, but then the scarecrow feels something moving around in a straw and feels he's like, something oh. inside of him moving for he's probably like, the first time ever. Oh my god, what a relief. And he opens up his shirt and the mice just start to pour oh, out of him. The mice, I forgot. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah. It's bad. It's a bad thing. Um and yeah, everyone's um, freaking out while well, the girls in the army of revolt are freaking out and they just go because you know a... girls don't like mice right. we don't like mice and they don't. go into a full on stampede Ginger's literally got her feet up on the throne she's like oh my god oh my god oh my god and then like they start like climbing up the chair and she's like yeah 
She literally jumps yeah. over the scarecrow over and him. runs out of the gates of the city. Oh my god, that would be me though. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, I think that would be reasonable. Um, and the Wogglebug's like, "Hooray, we're saved." But the Tin Woodman's like, "Uh no, they'll be back." Yeah, they're coming back. There's 400 of them. Maybe more now. Um and yeah, they so they're like, okay, let's bar all the windows and like close all the doors and lock them and have a council of war. And yeah. that's the end of chapter 15, yeah. which is titled The Prisoners of the Queen and Blake. <laughs> I'm honestly really excited for this one because L. Frank Baum does a lot of puns in this book. Um, it's... No more Mr. Mice Guy. Oh, no Mr. Mice That's Guy. That's good. Like, yeah, because they came name. out there like they weren't ready to <laughs> fucking be nice. Yeah. Chapter 16. The Scarecrow Takes Time to Think. So the Scarecrow's like, I think Ginger might be right about being the queen. And if she's right, then like I'm in the wrong here. And the Wogglebug's like, yeah, but you were the king first. She's the interloper. I didn't even take notes on this because I thought it was so stupid. It's ridiculous. <laughs> like, but Tip looks out the windows and sees that there's a double row of girls surrounding the yeah. palace. Fully um, surrounded. Twice. Yeah. And, and it must be a big palace. Well, I guess there's at least, there could be 200 girls per line. So yeah. fine. And they realize like, fuck, Ginger's still the queen. And now we're trapped in the palace. So we're more their prisoners than we were when they were all in here a minute ago. Yeah. Like yeah now like, we're literally just now we're ducks. The, yeah. Now they're the prisoners of the queen. And at this point, uh, I don't, I, my note is that just like Jack makes like a soliloquy. Basically he's just like, Oh, she wants to make me into a pie. Oh dear father. Why did you make me from something so perishable? Why can't I be tin or straw and be living forever? Because it, it wasn't God's decision. Well, no, it was a exactly. little boy's. <laughs> tip, tip. so he says it all out loud, and Tip is just like, hey, buddy, like, just be glad you're here at all. Like, I made you. Like, you wouldn't even be here otherwise. <laughs> okay. <good. laughs> and he's like, and also, like, all things come to an end eventually. Like, we're all going to come to an end. It's okay. not just yeah. you. Like, yeah. Which I think... Maybe the messaging wasn't hundred percent. It was hundred percent, but also the messaging was like, good. Yeah, that's it. Like yeah. for a young boy, like understanding that and whole concept of things. That's pretty. Everyone well, has been like, oh, you know what? Like, hey, like I don't know. I feel like everyone when Jack says that shit, they're just like, oh, like yeah, like don't even worry because you know what? Like you shouldn't worry about the storms of tomorrow and ruin the the heat of today or whatever. Yeah. Like they're all very supportive, and I feel like Tip is getting that a little bit. Maybe he's learning. Yeah. But it's on it's on brand. Yeah. And everyone's just getting super uneasy because of the things that Ginger said that she would do to them. Um, and I think it's like the woggle bug. It's like I can see in my mind's eye like the goats eating small pieces of the tin woodman yeah. while my soup is being cooked on a bonfire built of the sawhorse and Jack Pumpkinhead. And Queen Ginger like watches me boil while she feeds the flames with my friend the scarecrow. So it's like, yeah. It's pretty fucking morbid. Yeah. Uh, and it's a little gay because, you know, the <laughs> Scarecrow and the Tin Woodman in that scene are very much like, oh, I can't see this happen to him. Oh, no. What will happen to him? Like, it's, it's they're just, too worried about each it's other. It's different. They're but worried about each other. The thing is, though, the, the immortal people are, well, 
specifically the Scarecrow and the Tin Woodman, are basically like, you know, like we can stay here for a long while before anyone gets in. Right. We're safe until Ginger finds a way in. Yeah. But Tip's like, yeah, but <laughs> yeah. in the meantime, me and the Wogglebug are we'll going to starve. starve. Yeah. They, they He's have, like, they're in an entire Like, we still palace. have to eat and drink yeah. water. The thing oh, is, they're in, an kitchens? En- they're in an entire palace. Most of the people who serve the Scarecrow need to eat food. There's no way there's no food in that palace. Yeah. This is gar- This is my, ridiculous. My note is verbatim. Aren't there kitchens and pantries in the palace? Yeah. People used to live there. Yeah. And by used to, I mean people Yesterday. who are serving. Yeah. Lived there. The guard lived there. Yeah. So, but um, they don't know that. But, but still, the Wogglebug's like, I'm not gonna starve. I could live off Jack pumpkin, he- pumpkin Jack's pumpkin head for a while. Yeah. That ah, he said it can no. sustain them all. Yeah. Uh, the shut wood- up. The Tin Woodman's just like, oh, we're talking cannibalism. Yeah, now. you're a cannibal now. Yeah, you are a cannibal. You strange. Let's, bug let's try creature. to find a way out of here. He's like, let's let's get the fuck. Yeah, out. Like, let's, let's move. Just chill. So at this point, they're all like going to the throne room to discuss and Tip sits on a stool and the carton that has the powder of life in it falls out of his pocket and it rolls over and they're like, what the, well, the Tin Woodman specifically is like, what the hell is that? And he's like, oh, it's how I brought Jack to life and the sawhorse to life. And they're all like, oh, do you think that could maybe be helpful here? And he's like, well, yeah, but there's not that much left. Like there's like a shake of it left basically. So like, I don't really know how that can help, which tip you, you know, that could help no matter what that can help somehow. I'm disappointed yeah. in his logic. You've seen um, some shit happen. Yeah. Right. But yeah, the scarecrow is like, okay, there's a way we can use this powder. Hey tip, grab your knife, cut this crown that's stitched onto my head off of me so that I can like think better so that my brains have more room to think. Yeah. So Tip does. Okay. Um, yeah. And uh, it- then the Scarecrow says some insane shit that I honestly had to read twice. Um, yeah. The Scarecrow says that he's so happy to get that crown off his head because it was so heavy and it hurt. And the former king of the city who was named Pastoria lost the crown to the wonderful wizard of Oz who passed it on to me. Now the girl ginger claims it. And I sincerely hope it will not give her a headache. So Hannah, do you, do you know what happened when the wizard got to Oz? Does it seem like it matches with what that history was? If you recall, in the previous book, the wizard came out of the sky in a hot air balloon, so everyone thought he was a sorcerer. So he was like, hey, build a city in my honor to protect me from the witches. And that's what they did. And so the Emerald City was literally built for the Wizard of Oz. But no, now they're saying Pastoria, the other or the old king, ruled here in the Emerald City. And then the wizard took his crown and then he gave it to me. So Huge it's completely rewriting. It's completely so rewriting. Not even yeah. There was not even a kingdom before him. So yeah, it doesn't there make shouldn't any sense. Guy. But there is yeah. now. Like, <laughs> like that's a fake now story. Now there is. You're it, someone who believes fake in news. aliens. But fake news. The weird thing is that like that's just mentioned, and then nothing else. Nothing else about that. Like they don't like talk about that at all, or talk about revelations. They just say that that was it. Uh, that he hung, hung it up and he was glad. But after a long sit and think where they all just sit, the scarecrow is like, oh, thank God for these brains. Cause like, you know what? 
we can't get out the door. We can't go underground for some reason. I don't know why that's not an option. But he's he's like, so we have to go through the air. And he's like, the wizard left in a balloon and came there in a balloon. Um, which but they can't make a balloon. They don't know how to do that. Uh, and they don't have the materials. Even though the scarecrow and the tin woodman literally helped the wizard build the hot air oh, balloon, but whatever. You're right. They did actually um, gather materials yeah. from all Oh, but the wizard knew how to do it, so they probably don't remember. Yeah. But, but still. yeah, he's just like, hey, well, let's build a flying thing with wings and then Tip can <laughs> sprinkle the powder of life on it so that it can take us away from yeah. here. And Which the tin- is crazy. He's mm. like, Can you build some sort of flying machine with your mechanical skills? And it's like a plane. Like today, it's like you're, you mean a, pl- well, like it a has, helicopter? It has flapping, it has flapping we, wings. But that's, that's not a thing. plane. It, true, but when you say it's alive, can you make a machine that will fly through the air like a plane? But yeah, it's just it's, it's a, just crazy. Yeah, I guess it's a plane until it comes to life. Um, but yeah, the Tin Woodman's like, yeah, I think I can do that. I've literally never failed at anything I've put my mind to. Um, yeah. So he says he'll have to make the flying machine up on the roof so that it can lift into the air comfortably. Which is the roof domed? That's just a question. It should be it should based be. on yeah, architecture of Oz as we know it for, for now. <laughs> um, and Jack asks the Tin Woodman, like, hey, can you untie me from the sawhorse and make a new leg so that I can actually help? Yeah. Um, this whole time since they've been discussing, just Jack been has been tied to the sawhorse. Yeah. So they've both been like on the sideline. They're like, just like too mm. inconvenient. Exactly. They're, they're Yet inconvenient. again, everyone is trying to move forward and they're like, well, actually, you need to help us. Like, first. actually, I can't do that right now. Right. Yeah. So, but... And, uh, they yeah. do, they make him a new leg out of mahogany. There was a nice table. Oh, they whittled it down. So it's actually a really nice leg. It's like the nicest thing about him. Yeah. And Thank that's and the how... gang. Yeah. The gang goes around the palace looking for things that they can use to build a flying machine. Um, and yeah, that's how the chapter ends. Yeah. And that was chapter 16. The scarecrow takes time to think. Like, Blake. What would you call that? I'm going to call that one JJ the jet plane because building a airplane and then bringing it to life, it makes me picture like the airplanes with the faces on them. Like it was, you guys watch that show. It was like the no. Thomas the Tank Engine Actually, of airplanes. No, Hit a little boy's face. I'll show you later. Wow. Chapter 17 The Astonishing Flight of the Gump. <laughs> yeah. Gump, so, gump, bump. So they meet on the roof. Gump, gump. <laughs> <laughs> so they meet on the roof and everyone brings something different. Um, the Woggle Brug brings the head of a gump that he took off the wall. Um, and a gump, it basically looks like an elk, uh, but its nose is turned up in a saucy manner. And it has whiskers on its chin like a billy goat. So it's an it's a it's just an thing. elk, yeah. basically. Just imagine an elk, but okay. from Dr. Seuss. And then- but tip who had to get the aid of the scare or sorry, the sawhorse. Uh, he got this huge ass sofa. It's just a big sofa from like the first floor den or whatever. Yeah, it's like a straight backed um, old yeah, fashioned straight sofa. back straight sides. Yeah. It's a, yeah. It says it's old fashioned, which I'm like, I guess that means what the 1860s. Yeah. And then Jack Pumpkinhead brings literally the first thing he sees, which is a broom. Just so a broom. Thank God they gave him that nice mahogany leg. He's so much more useful now. Yeah. Um, and the scarecrow brings a bunch of string and rope and of, course he gets all tangled up in it and almost falls off the roof yeah the tin woodman though goes down to the courtyard and he cuts four huge spreading leaves from the palm tree that is apparently the pride of the emerald city it is everyone's favorite thing there's laws about it he like 
everyone reveres it, but he just cut him off. And uh. the the scarecrow is like, my dear Nick. And that's a quote. My dear Nick, because it's illegal to chop the palm tree. They revere it so much. They're like, there's laws about not yeah, doing that. Know about Do you want to tell her what the penalty is? The punishment for cutting the palm tree is seven times you have to be killed. And then after that, imprisoned for life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Get him in jail. Kill him and, <laughs> kill him and lock him up. <laughs> That's but what they, they say. They, uh, <laughs> they look at the pile of random shit that they brought and they try to figure out how to build a flying machine with it all. Um, and the Tin Woodman, I mean, he's looking at it. And he's like, okay, well, it needs a body. And the sofa is big enough to hold all of us. But if the flying, machine's le- flying machine leans a little, it's going to spill us out and we're going to fall to our deaths. Um, so Tip is like, well, there's actually an identical one downstairs. Like, we could put them together. And the way that I wrote this in my notes was that so it looked like a kiddie pool. So, like, the cushions are together in the middle. And there's, like, a wall of, like, armrest and back of the couch yeah. around the outside. So yeah, kiddie pool is a good way. Yeah. So it's you can't fall out. You can hold on to the sides. So he's like, I'll do that. And then you can put it together that way. So yeah. he does. Um, yeah, and they fasten the two sofas together facing each other so they can sit inside of it. And they attach the gump's head to the front of it so that they could tell the front from the back. <laughs> Which is a poor reason to attach an entire animal's mm. head to it, but it will be useful in the future. Um, and then the Tin Woodman takes the four palm leaves and he puts two on each side of the body so that they can act as the wings. And that's mm. it. And then it's done. Except that Jack is like, hey, and he throws a little tantrum. He's like, you didn't use my broom. I got that broom here because I thought you could use it for for, for something. It could be a tail. And it they're like, really is always something with him. It Here's is. the thing, But then. he's kind of, well. He's right. He ends up being right. He's like, I, well, he's like, use my broom. And they're like, what would we use it for? And he's like, I don't know. Make it a tail. And they're like, we're not trying to replicate an animal. We're yeah, just trying like, to make it fly. Yeah, useless. We and have then, a little bit of powder left. And then the scarecrow is like, yeah, but like. Birds have tails and they use them to steer themselves when they fly. It's not that crazy that our flying machine would have a tail. So they're like, okay, yeah, you're right, Scarecrow, but fuck you, Jack. Um, And yeah, we'll put them (laughs) on as a tail. Yeah. So they do end up putting it on. And then Tip is like, okay, like, I'm going to bring it to life because he has the. Well, he knows the incantation and the dance or whatever. Yeah, because he's just bringing everything to life. Left so, and right. but it's interesting because he's like, okay, like, should I sprinkle it? Like, like in considering where to sprinkle it, he wants to make sure that the wings can fly. He wants to make sure that, like, you know, the whole thing comes to life, which mm-hmm. hasn't really been an issue before. We haven't been worried about that before. But yeah. suddenly he is. So they all like have a discussion and they agree. Like, okay. Like before there wasn't as many stakes. Right. That's true. Yeah. This thing needs to get me out of here. So they sprinkle the wings first because they want it to fly. And then he sprinkles the tail so that it can steer. And then there's this debate. Should we make the legs of the like uh, couch alive so that it can walk or should we make the head alive? And there's this whole thing where the Mm. where the scarecrow is like, oh, like do the head like you have to use the head. Every living thing needs a good head to guide it. Yeah. And since its purpose is to fly, the legs don't really matter. Mm. Um, so Tip sprinkles the head and does the incantation that makes the powder of life work. And after he does the incantation, the gump shudders and lets out a loud screeching cry, which is familiar to those animals. Gumps don't exist, so I can't imagine no. what it sounds like, but it sounds horrible. But an elk, like, you know, bugling when they're That's like, true. 
That was more like Gizmo, maybe. <laughs> but the Gump, upon uh, life, immediately starts beating its wings, which are so powerful that everyone's like blown backward by the breeze that the wings yeah. create. <laughs> yeah, they have to like someone I can't remember who like grabs the scarecrow because otherwise he's gonna like fly away yeah. in the wind. Tip it's like is, Tip is clinging to a chimney for dear life, and he's also holding the scarecrow who's trying to blow away. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, the gump begins to lift off the ground and fly away and tips screaming for it to come back and it hears him and it listens to the commands Cause it knows so English slash a, the language of Oz. It's a good thing that they sprinkled the powder of life yeah. on the head and not on the feet. Yeah. The, and the scarecrow okay. gets this little like boner and he's like, oh yeah, like I told them we needed the head. I like the I knew that I had did. a good brain. Yeah. And that's the end of chapter 17. The astonishing flight of the gump and blake what would you call that i would call that chapter kill me <laughs> uh, yeah the gump is gonna bring some emotions thank you for listening to episode seven of oz hour next time we will be finishing book two the marvelous land of oz can't wait to pick up where we left off of next time with chapter 18 in the jack dawes nest oz hour Created and hosted by Blake Stone and Wyatt Swingham. Co-hosted by Hannah Aguirre. Audio production by Charlie Johnson. Theme music written and performed by Rudy Klobis. Cover art by Valentin Lucas.